Welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Lan. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Lan, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Lan on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. Twenty twenty three is rich and it is what satisfying. It's rich and satisfying. So this month we are focusing on what we have called the fountain of what riches. I would say fountain of riches. So meaning our, our focus is on the source, the source. God, who is the source? God, who is the source? Um, so we're spending time to pray, spending time to fast, to worship just to receive from God um, what he wants us to do, his plans, his grace uh, for the rest of this year. So, so in line with the theme of you know, fountain, uh, Proverbs 16 verse 22 actually talks about a particular fountain. Uh, we all can read it together. It's not on your slide, so you might want to open it up. It says, wisdom is a fountain of life. Proverbs 16 verse 22. Wisdom is a fountain of life to the wise. So wisdom is a fountain. Somebody say that. Says wisdom is a fountain. Wisdom is a fountain. It's a fountain of life. So everybody say wisdom is a fountain of life. It's a fountain of life. So this week, I want to, you know, my wife and I on the broadcast that we do in the mornings, on three times um, in the week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We've been talking about wisdom this week. And I wanted to just, this morning, um, as I was, you know, I had something in mind, but the Spirit of God told me to just take some time to talk about wisdom uh, because it's going to be required for our year. So I wanted, I wanted to take you to a Bible study on wisdom. Are you guys ready? <laughs> a good Bible study on wisdom. That's why you have a lot of, you know, a lot of scriptures today. So, can we do that? Yes. Okay, all right. So, one of the major ingredients of a rich and satisfying life is wisdom. That's what Proverbs 16, verse 22, 22 was talking about. That wisdom is a fountain of life. So, wisdom is the God-given ability to apply knowledge with results. So, wisdom is not the same thing as knowledge. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not the same thing as knowledge. Uh, it's different from knowledge. Wisdom is another step upward from knowledge. Let me give you a good illustration so that you understand. There are three words the Bible use, uh, uses. Um, wisdom, understanding. Sorry, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. So the illustration that I use to help people get it is two plus two. What's two plus two? That's knowledge. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? That's what? Because you know two plus two is four, right? Now, how is two plus two four? How, how is two plus two four? If you, because, you know, because two contains two things like this, right? And then the other two contains, and then when you count them together, it becomes what? Four. That's what is understanding. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what understanding is. So, 
Knowledge is, yes, you know it. Understanding is how did it become that? But you know what wisdom is? If I give you $4 and you go to the store and you bought something for $3 and you know that you need to ask for a change of $1, that's wisdom. Do you get what I'm saying? So wisdom is knowledge correctly applied. Wisdom is knowledge correctly applied. There are a lot of people who have knowledge, but they don't have wisdom. No, I'm talking about in the church. There are a lot of people who have knowledge. They know the Bible very well. They can quote it. But bring a financial situation. Bring a family situation. Bring a ministry situation. They don't know what to do. Even though they have all the knowledge of scriptures. Wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge correctly. You get it. The ability to apply knowledge. Another way you can say it is that wisdom is knowing what to do. And how to do it in every situation. You can see somebody who is full of knowledge. No wonder Paul said knowledge puffs up. When somebody who is proud, like people who have just knowledge, they don't have wisdom. They're usually proud. They're not humble. They don't, they're not teachable. They don't learn from other people. They're usually very proud and puffed up. You know, they are, they are analytical. They analyze everything, what everybody says. It's a wise person. Even when somebody is talking, right, and you know more than them, a wise person keeps quiet because you only learn by, by shutting up, by not talking. God gave you two ears and one mouth so that you can hear more than you talk. You get what I'm saying? Wise people, you know, they sit down. I mean, they, they, they just, they, they, they pick things, even from where other people can't pick anything. Because it's not knowledge. It's not knowledge. So, for example, now, you can know everything about church planting. Like, read all the books about church planting, but you might not be able to plant a church because you don't know what to do. But you can learn the wisdom. You can read everything about marriage and relationship. But you, you get into it, you don't know what to do about it. <laughs> when you don't know what to do about it, you mess it up. Do you get what I'm saying? The wisdom. Wisdom. So I want, us, I want this to be a year of wisdom for us. Amen. And that's why I believe the Spirit of God is saying, you know, talk about this. So let's look at, I'm gonna, we're going to look at three main points. The first point is the place of wisdom. So I want you to, the place, the place of wisdom. I want you to see how high God has placed wisdom when it comes to everything that he has or has given us. There's a high place that wisdom is, is put in the Bible. So let's look at God's word uh, regarding the place of wisdom. So wisdom is given a very important place throughout the Bible. And I'm going to show you now a very important place throughout the Bible. And in your life, you have to put wisdom in that very important place. So the first one, point A, the Bible says it's the most important possession that we can have. It's the most, what? <laughs> Your imp- most important possession. When I, when I, when I look at I believe in gratitude a lot. So every day I try to practice gratitude. When I look at what I'm thankful for in my life, they are not, they are not 
first of all, the physical things. They, it's the spiritual thing, the true riches. And one of those true riches is the wisdom of God. The Bible says it's your most prized possession. Look at it. Let's read Proverbs 4, 7 together. Everybody, let's go. Once you let's go, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop with good men. It's the wisest thing you can do. The KJV says wisdom is the principal thing. It's the core thing. He said, and with all you're getting, get understanding. So listen, if the Bible is saying that this is the wisest thing you can do, it's the, it's the principal thing. That means you should, everything you have should, be, should go for wisdom. You can, I mean, if I see wisdom, you get what I'm saying? If I see wisdom and I see money, I will use the money to get the wisdom. I'll choose the wisdom. So I can spend thousands of dollars to buy books, thousands of dollars to be in the presence of somebody who is wise or to go for a conference or whatever. I can spend. It does not matter because once I get that, you know, I remember some years ago, um, the Spirit of God told me to go to the Ukraine. Remember that? To go to the Ukraine. I read about a preacher in Charisma magazine here. And the Spirit of God said, go meet him in the Ukraine. And at that time, many, many years ago, I didn't have the money to go. I didn't have the money to go. But the Spirit of God said, go to the Ukraine. Go to the Ukraine. You know what I did? I put it on a credit card then. I put it there. And I went to the Ukraine. And I met the man. And I sat down there. That's where Leading Light was born. Many of the things were doing. Purple, all these things that are happening right now was born from that encounter. And from the knowledge and wisdom that I got from that place. Which has produced, I mean, how much did I, was my flight there? <laughs> it ordered at something dollars. While I was do teaching purpose in the workplace yesterday, somebody sent a thousand dollars in. Just while teaching it, I said, for purpose in the workplace. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm talking about hundreds of thousands that have come from that $800. But yes, of course, many, many lives. Thousands, I'm talking about thousands of lives that have been touched through that, that, uh, that encounter. Are you guys following me? That's your most prized possession. It's your most prized possession. Number two, B. We're talking about the place of wisdom in the Bible. It is used as a mark. Mark, M-A-R-K, of measuring growth. You will notice that in the Bible, I'm just giving you some samples. When they want to talk about somebody, how they are growing, they will, they will put wisdom there. So if you are growing spiritually, you need to be growing in wisdom. Let's read one of them. Everybody, let's go. And one, two. And Jesus grew in what? In, in stature, in favor of God and all the people. So when they wanted to talk about the growth and development of Jesus, what's the first thing they mentioned? <laughs> if you want to talk about your own growth and development what's the first thing you should mention so spiritual growth includes wisdom growth that's why you will notice that as you will see in the prayers of Paul for the churches he always prayed about wisdom for them to grow in wisdom you get it Look at, look at the next one, Luke 2.40. This was talking about John the Baptist. One, two, let's go. 
One, two, let's go. There, the child grew up. out from. He was filled with wisdom and God's favor. In this season, we're praying. I was praying for wisdom. I was praying for favor. And I had that one boldness. Let me ask you those three things. Pray for them. Always pray for wisdom to know what to do. Courage or boldness to be able to do it. And favor that, in, as a, that, that goes into operation when you do it from people. Let me repeat that again. Pray for wisdom to know what to do. The boldness to be able to do it. And favor that will meet you when you are doing it. Those three things, those three things will make up for everything that you need in life. Wisdom, courage or boldness, and favor. So they talked about favor when it came to Jesus, right? Favor with God and favor with man. They said said the same thing concerning John the Baptist, that it was the favor of God was on him. So growth. So you see, wisdom is, is a very important part of your growth as a Christian. You know, even as a human being, you, if you look at your children, do you get what I'm saying? For example, I know my son Jesse, our son Jesse has grown, has grown not just because he's, uh, you know, he has beard, I will wear the same size now, <laughs> but I see some wisdom in him. Like, wow, you mean you did that? Hmm. Well, thank God for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, That's wisdom. So people start to grow when they start. Not knowledge. It's all, they've always had knowledge. You know, so they have knowledge. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, knowledge, they know it because they read it on the internet and all that. They know everything. Even before you say it, they already know it. That you don't have to say it, we know it. <laughs> but that's what? Knowledge. But wisdom is when you know how to what? Apply it correctly. To wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Pray for your children to grow in wisdom. Everybody say, pray for, your ch- pray for my children. I'll pray for my children. Both spiritual children, biological children, family members. Pray for them to grow in wisdom. That's, the, that's you be your biggest prayer for them. Lord, let them just grow in wisdom. Let them grow in wisdom. Let them grow in wisdom. Because when they, when they are wise, they will make the right choices. They'll make the right choices when they are wise. Right, the next one is a key ingredient in the life of Jesus. Many times, you know, I like to study the life of Jesus because it's my example. I don't, it's not, religion is not my example. The preacher is not my example. Doctrine, all this doctrine, it's not my example. It's Jesus that I look at. If I cannot find it in Jesus, you cannot preach it into me. And if, you can, if I can find it in Jesus, you can't preach it out of me. So, because anything that is not in Christ will lead you into crisis. Jesus is perfect theology. Amen. So, if I see it in Jesus, you can't preach it out of me. And if I don't see it in Jesus, you can't preach it into me. Amen. So, that's, that's my standard. That's my standard. My standard is not what happened to David. Or what happened to Solomon. Or even what happened to Abraham. Right? Or what happened to Judas? Or Moses? Or Peter? My standard is what happened to what? And what Jesus said. Of course, he speaks through all of them. But I'm saying that if I see something that conflicts in the Old Testament and whatever from what Jesus said or lived, I'm choosing Jesus. 
Don't take my word for it. Please, Hebrews chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 1 for me. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. How, 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 how is God speaking to us now? Hebrews 1, 1. Uh, Hebrews 1, 1. You know, the, the major revelation of God to us right now is Christ. It's in Christ. Hebrews 1, 1. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. So, all those Old Testament, whatever, is God speaking to ancestors through the, through the prophets, right? But verse 2, verse 2, say, but now, everybody say now, everybody read together, want to go. And now, in this final day, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. The son radiates God's own glory. And expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. And then when he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the Son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him greater than their name. Right now, the primary revelation to us is Christ. That's why I say, if you don't see it in Christ... It's crisis. So you can't preach it out of me if I see it in Christ. You are missing something. Do you get what I'm saying? But if I don't see it in Christ, you can't preach it into me. Amen. Do you get it? Because he's the wisdom of God. Now look at Jesus. Let's see. A major ingredient of his life. Let's read Hebrews. Sorry, Matthew 13. is on. This one is on your outline. Matthew 13, 54. Let's read together. I want to go. He returned to Nazareth, his hometown. When he talked there in the synagogue, Everyone was amazed and said, where does he get this wisdom and the power to do miracles? There were two things they observed in him. They observed his wisdom and they observed observed the power to do miracles. Many times we talk about power to do miracles. We're very familiar with that. But we do not know that Jesus was a man who operated in wisdom. Have you seen those times that those Pharisees want to trap him? And they were asking some questions. And he would say something above them. And they just couldn't catch him. He knew how to deal with people. He knew how to deal with any situation. Oh, there's no, there's no, oh, what? There's no money. I said, there's no, what do you call it? Food to feed the multitude. He knew himself what he was going to do. Wisdom. And God is showing us, God is showing us that in Christ because he wants us to be like that. He wants you to be able to meet every situation in your life this year and going forward with laughter. Because you know what to do. <laughs> you know what to do. Amen. Yeah, we don't have any problem. We only have wisdom problems. We don't have financial problems. We only have wisdom problems. We don't have marriage problems or relationship problems. We only have wisdom problems. It's just, we just need to know what to do. There is a path from where you are right now to where you ought to be. And wisdom is what shows you that path. The next one. It is a major criteria for leadership. We're talking about the place of wisdom in the Bible. It's a major criteria for leadership. Now, when I say leadership, you know, there's leadership in the church. There's leadership in the home. There's even your own leadership of yourself. Self-leadership. There's leadership of community and all that. 
Anytime you have leadership is being able to move people from one point to the next, from point A to point B. Diego, that's what leadership is. Anytime you are leading anything, whether you are a husband leading the house, you are a leader leading the church, a mother, you know, leading the house, leading the family, or even you are a child, right? And you are leading your younger one, or you are, you know, you are leading anywhere at school, anywhere. The key thing that you need is wisdom. So in Acts of the Apostles, they had a crisis in the church. Some people were complaining that things were not going well. Right? You know, and it had to do with food. <laughs> we're not getting food. And food can cause problems. You know, the people are not, you know, they feel that some people are eating, some people are not eating. <laughs> can you imagine that the first crisis that the church had was about food? <laughs> you know, <laughs> That was the first, the first major crisis. Look at this. Look at what the apostles said uh, to solve the problem. Acts 6, verse 3. We're literally together. One, two, let's go. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well respected and are full of the Spirit. And what? We will give them these responsibilities. So, one of the things you look for. When you want to give people responsibility, one of the things God looks for to, when he wants to give people responsibility, is wisdom. I don't give people responsibility based on knowledge. In fact, there are some people that don't even know much, but they are wise. They are wiser. Because you see, wisdom is justified by church. You can see wisdom in the way people, you know, do certain things. Even though they might not be full of all the knowledge. They might not know all the scripture, cram everything. Do you get what I'm saying? But they have wisdom. Yes. That's one of the things you look for when you are giving responsibilities. Wisdom is the key thing for leadership and responsibility. And listen, if you increase in wisdom, God will be able to give you more responsibilities. I mean, I want you all to know that God has things that he wants you to do beyond what you are doing now. He has greater responsibilities for you beyond now. Some of you, in fact, the responsibility he has for you will need you to leave your secular job as big as it becomes, so that you can do it. But you have to grow into it. And one of the ways you grow into it is what? Wisdom. It's wisdom. Wisdom. Amen. I'll show you how to, how to get wisdom, you know, before we go. <laughs> but I want to make sure that you guys are so hungry for it. <laughs> you guys are so hungry for it. Eh? The next one. The central request, the central request in the prayers of Paul for the churches. Wisdom was the central request in the prayer of, God, of Paul for the churches. I mean, I would think that for Paul to be praying for all those churches that he founded, you want to pray the most important thing for them, right? And you will see, if you trace all those Pauline prayers, you will see that those Pauline prayers, it will always, from Ephesians to Colossians to Philippians, you will always talk about their growth in wisdom. Let's read the first one in Ephesians, one of them in Ephesians 1. One, two, let's go. I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, to give you what? Wisdom. Insight. That you might grow in your knowledge of God. To give you what? Spiritual what? Wisdom. And what? Insight. And insight. 
Because wisdom is insight into the truth of things. It's insight into the true nature of things. The truth of, you know, sometimes you look at stuff on the surface. You think what is on the surface is the truth. What is on the surface is just fact. But the real truth is what wisdom allows you to see. Don't, don't live your life based on what you see physically. Because sometimes what you see physically is a lie. It's just false evidence. Do you get what I'm saying? There's a deeper truth. Which is what, what God was trying to teach Job. In the, that was the lesson in the book of Job. Job was looking at all the physical and saying, and then God came and told him, no, you think you know everything. Were you there when I made it? Were you there? He was trying to tell him, you know, there's a spirit in man in the sand that gives someone understand. They say, there's, a, there's, there's another perspective to this thing that you're going through that you have no idea about. You don't, for example, you don't know. Telling Job now, Job now, you don't know that 5,000 years or 4,000 years after now, people are going to be reading your story and be encouraged all over the world. They're just crying there and complaining, oh God, I wish I was not born. But you do not know that this story that is going on right now is going to be the encouragement of millions of people. <laughs> God was like, you, your perspective is too limited. Guys, don't look at things based on now. No. <laughs> Pray to God to give you a bigger perspective, a wider perspective. That's what wisdom is. Yeah. Don't look at people based on now. Don't, don't just look based on now. Let God give you <laughs> some bigger perspective about them. Amen. Yes, always look at the bigger picture. Yes. Look at the big picture. Some people that you meet right now, you do not know what's going to happen through them or with them in years to come. Yeah, don't look at them just based on where. Don't look at children based on where they are right now. Oh, my God. Don't, don't make that mistake. <laughs> Everybody say wisdom. Now, look at it. So, let, look at it. Let's go to the, the point number two. The power of wisdom. So, I've already told you about the place of wisdom. How God exalts wisdom. And there's still more, plenty more in the Bible about that. But, you know, because of time. The power of wisdom. What will wisdom do? What does it do? Well, how powerful it is. The first one that I want to talk about uh, is, it is the major element of creativity. Wisdom is the major element of creativity. Wisdom is very powerful and essential to life. So, listen, so in your, in your life, in your calling, in your work with God, in anything you do, you will always, pay attention, you will always need to either combine things that are present, things that are already present, do you get it, to create something new. Do you get what I'm saying? So, for example, God will give you a marriage, Right? But you have to convert it to a happy marriage. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> God will give you a house, but you have to convert it into a. God will give you a calling, but you have to convert it into what? Impact. God will give you some money, but you have to multiply it into more. God will give you some relationships, but you have to convert it into the real impact that they are supposed to have. So you always need to combine things to produce something new in your life. Secondly, sometimes there's nothing 
right? You have to bring something from what does not exist into what? Into, into something. There were two Hebrew words used in the Old Testament. Genesis 1, Genesis 2 for creation. When they say, and then the Lord made. The first one that was used in Genesis, I'm not going to go into Hebrew, mention the Hebrew. The one used in Genesis was creating from nothing. Genesis 1, 1. Genesis 1, creating from nothing. The one used in Genesis 2 was creating from something that already existed. In Genesis, God created everything from nothing. In Genesis 2, he took the sand and, you know, and, you know, do you get what I'm saying? From something. So, listen, wisdom allows you to be able to function in such a way that when life presents you with certain things, you can convert them into something new. That's what creativity is. We are here right now, right? But we have to create something from here into where we're going. Wisdom is what allows us to do that. This team will have to become impact upon the entire community. Wisdom is what allows us to do that. Wisdom allows you to combine things to create something new or to bring something out of nothing. So the Bible was telling us that that's what God used. Look at it in uh, Proverbs 3, verse 19 to 21. So let's go. By wisdom. Come on, let's do it. By wisdom. The Lord founded the earth. By understanding, he created the heaven. And by his knowledge, the deep fountains of the earth burst forth. And the deal that used with me the night kites. Did you see that? That even God himself, right, when he was creating the earth, it was wisdom that he used to bring it forth from nothing. It was wisdom. So I want to ask you, like, I mean, how many of you, I mean, do you guys believe that you are supposed to bring some things out of nothing? I'm going to give you that there are certain things that are not in existence now that you, you are the one that God wants you to bring forth. Yes. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? There are books that are not in existence now that you are the one that's supposed to bring it forth. There are songs that are not in existence now that you are the one that's supposed to bring it forth. Or even to combine what already exists to bring forth something new. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are organizations. There are families. There are all kinds of things, right? That don't exist right now that God wants to bring them forth through you. <laughs> yes. Yes, wisdom is what allows you to be able to do it. Wisdom it is. The next one. It is the major element of building things. It is the major element of building things. Oh, guys, you guys need to know that we are all builders. Everyone say we are builders. We are builders. We build love into our communities. We build people. We build churches. We build what you know, we we we're constantly building things, building people, building things, building, 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 building. Amen. Wisdom is the major element of building anything. Look at what Proverbs says. Uh, let's read it together. One, two, let's go. Ha- one, two, everybody, let's read. I want us to want to go. A house is built by wisdom and becomes strong. Through common, through good sense, through knowledge, his rooms are filled with all. 
<laughs> How do things get filled with precious and pleasant riches, rich and satisfying? How do things get built? Through wisdom. Understanding and knowledge. That's how things get built. Yeah, so you, you begin to see what you ought to seek, right? When you have a building in front of you, they have something that God says, I want you to build. You, you should now know what you should look for. Many people think that they should be looking for the bricks, uh, looking for whatever. No, the first thing you got to look for is the wisdom. How do I get this business built? Show me. How do I get this person built? How do I get this church built? How do I get love built into this thing? How do I get, do you get what I'm saying? How do I get, that's what he seek for. Wisdom. It's how things. So there's, there's, you know, you see three things mentioned there. There's building there, right? There's, then the, the next one is what? Strength or become established. So you can build something, but then it's not established. You get it. So it becomes established. In a translation, the Living Bible, you find the Living Bible, I like it. It said, it said uh, every enterprise, Living Bible, is built by wise planning. Become strong through common sense and profit wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. All of them is talking about different aspects of, of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. It says every enterprise is built. See, any enterprise is built by wise planning. Become strong through common sense and profit wonderfully by keeping abreast of the fact. You can leave it there. By keeping what? Abreast. You know that what? The, people think that they, the things that you build in this world is based on the manipulation of physical stuff. No, the things you build in this world is based on the manipulation of, of knowledge and wisdom that is flowing within you. It's built internally first. Do you get what I'm saying? Things are built twice. They are first built internally before they are built externally. Wisdom is what creates the building inside you. And then fills it you know, begins to furnish it. So there's building and then there's establishing. So for example, you can have, you can be praying, you get a marriage, but you got to establish that marriage, right? And then you now got to furnish it. That's what he's saying there. He's talking about furnishing, you know, building, establishing, and then furnishing it. So things get better, get built through the operation of the wisdom of God in our lives. Is somebody getting blessed? See, I say keep it there. It is the source of strength, source of superior strength. Wisdom is the source of spiritual superior strength. You see, people, when they think of strength, right, they think strength only rests in the, what they call it, in the physical. Yeah, there are people that they are very, very strong, but they might not be physically strong. I'm not saying you shouldn't be physically strong, but I'm saying that there are people that are, you know, you can see somebody who has all the muscles and somebody who is white. Let me give you, there's this story. I don't even guess I've heard the, you've heard the fable before. The sun, the sun and the, and the wind, they were having an argument. So, and the argument was that that man on the, on the road, who is going to get, able to get the clothes of that person off? That I want to get the shirt, the man to take off his shirt. So the sun and the wind, they were arguing. So the wind was the one that was blowing. That, so, that, so that was proud. The wind is that, I can do it. So the wind blew. 
blew a whirlwind, blew everything, but the man still clutched to his clothes, you know, and all that. Then after the wind had done everything, the sun said, have you done? So the sun began to shine so hot that the man said, ah. He had to take off his he had to take off his shirt so that he can get some some fresh air. Uh, so what's the moral of the story? It's not always the most active, the most powerful, but sometimes it's just the one who uses wise wisdom. Solomon said it this way. He said, um, he says it this way. He said, um, if if the axe head is dull, if your axe head is dull, then you will need to put for more strength. But, what do you call it? Wisdom. He said, wisdom is profitable to direct. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you want to cut a tree, right? And your axe, your axe is dull. So if you do it, and so you'll be sweating in there. Um, so what I was trying to say is that sometimes you want, you know, strength. We think strength is I mean, like your strength is just your physical strength and all that. But your real strength that goes beyond the physical strength is wisdom. Say, using a dull axe requires great strength. So sharpen the blade. Well, I love it. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you to succeed. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's not, all, it's not always all the time. Okay, now let's bind the devil. Uh, 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 who, who, you know, you know, oh, you know. It's not always that. Sometimes it's just, I mean, can you imagine you spending all the time praying when you have, you're supposed to do an exam, right? You're just praying, praying, praying. Or rather, you go meet somebody or you read, it can be a study partner or show me whatever. Like the person who does that, who will pass, what are the ones that are spending all the time praying? Wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. Sometimes wisdom is not struggling. Wisdom is sitting down and getting good counsel. You know, if somebody has gone through what you are going through, somebody is ahead of what you, are, what you are doing, somebody has done it before, why do you want to reinvent the axe? I mean, sorry, the, the wheel. Why do you want to reinvent the wheel? Just sit down with the person. I remember when we were about to get married. I know we were married 21, we'll be 22 years. So when we were about to get married, I found every successful married person around me. Everyone. Successful married person. And I set up an appointment with them. We went to see them and we asked them questions. So why? why? What are your? We were asking questions. Every one of them, and they were giving us different clues and whatever. We put it together as part of our wisdom. When we're about to have children, the same thing. There are people who have gone. Some people have discarded what you are still trying to wear. Are you following me? They won it, done it, discarded it. And you are still just about to wear it. And you think you are smarter. Go meet them. Say, hey, and you? You understand? <laughs> Can you just share with me? And they will just give you one tiny thing like that. That will solve all the problems. That's the way we live. Amen. To go. Yes. 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> Without wisdom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That is so powerful. That is so powerful. Yes. See even further. Yep. You can do do it faster. And see it farther. Really you get what I'm saying?
That's wisdom. Okay, so let's go. I'm running ahead of myself a little bit. So let's, let's, let's move fast now. Wisdom is your weapon of victory. That's D. It's your weapon of what? Of, 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 of victory. So let's read it together. One, two, let's go. So don't go to war. Everybody, one, two, let's go. Don't go to war without guidance. Victory depends on having many advisors. He's still, call, he's still talking. He's still that same Proverbs 24. Like he's still continuing talking about the virtue of wisdom. He said, don't go to war without what? So how did I say? Go, don't go to war without wise guidance. You know, that was, I want you all to pay attention. Look at, you know, I want you to write it down. Wisdom actually allows you, you know, when you go to war, you are trying to take territory, right? Wisdom allow, allows you to expand the territory of your life and of your ministry. Because you have victory. Wisdom gives you victory. I mean, I've been in a situation where something is so hard and so big in front of me, and I go and talk to somebody, or I just read a book. I buy a book and I read it. And I'm like, wow, this thing is so simple. This thing is so simple. And I was making it so hard. You understand? Victory in life comes through wisdom. Sweatless victory. There are two ways you can go up a building. You can either take the stairs or take the elevator. Do you get what I'm saying? The only problem is that you exert a lot of strength and it will take you a long time to get there. But you could take the elevator. If I wanted to fly right now to Michigan, I said I wanted to go to Michigan, I could go by flight, I could go by car, I could go by bike, and I could walk. Right? We're all going to get to Michigan. But we're going to get to Michigan with different comfort levels. And at different times. That's the way some people live life. They want to walk. Wisdom is how you take the elevator. Take the plane there and get there. You understand? Why the other person is still walking? Uh, you're already back, gone to Michigan and back. <laughs> the other person is still walking there. Wisdom gives you speed in life. Uh, the next one. It is the source of inspiration and utterance. It is the source of inspiration and what? And utterance. So, what do I mean by that? You know, do you know that what you say is extremely important? In fact, what you say to people or what you say in front of people can make the difference. You are, you are going for an interview, Right? And you, you need to say certain things. What you say can make the difference. Do you understand what I'm saying? Wisdom is what teaches you what to say and what not to say. There are sometimes you just, you know, you don't need to say certain things. And there are sometimes you say. Do you understand? Know wisdom is what teaches you. Yeah, look at it. It says, wisdom, hey, well, let's read one girl, one to go. Wisdom is too lofty for fools. Among the leaders in the city gate, they have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. Like, you know, there's no inspiration. So we don't want to be without nothing to say. They call you to speak or do what you have got to have something to say. <laughs> Amen. Wisdom is what allows you to have things to say. And, you know, you have to say certain things through words. You have to say certain things through writing. Even your life has to say certain things. Wisdom gives you what to say. 
Wisdom speaks. It speaks. Amen. Oh, last one. Uh, is it, okay, two more. Well, the next one. It is the key to a rich and satisfying life. Wisdom is the key to what? A rich and a satisfying life. Wisdom is the key to a rich and satisfying life. Let's read it together. One, two, let's go. Proverbs 3. One, two, let's go. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store the command in my heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Joyful is the person that finds wisdom. The one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and our wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand, and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths, and her ways are what? Satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. Woo! Yeah. I mean, guys, this is God's word. It's not my word. It's God's word. God is saying that when you live a life of wisdom, when you walk in the wisdom of God, there is a kind of life you live. It doesn't mean that you have no challenges, but it's a kind of satisfying life. The life that Jesus talked about in John chapter 10, verse 10. You can actually walk in it. Wisdom allows you, you can see, you know, some things that some people are not able to see. You know, people can say, oh yeah, it's the whatever, whatever. You know, but God promises certain things in our lives that when we walk in wisdom. So for example, if you take care of your health very well, you operate in wisdom. You might see, you be able to see your children and grandchildren. But if you just keep smoking and doing whatever, you might not be able to see them. Do you get what I'm saying? Wisdom matters. There are certain things we do that just takes us away from certain, certain things. And there are certain things we do that moves us closer to those things. Do you get what I'm saying? So the quality of our lives is not just dependent on God. The quality of our lives is dependent on the choices that we make. Your current life right now is a product of the choices you have made so far. Don't blame it on God. Don't, don't say the Lord. Sometimes we lie. Say the Lord told me to do it. No, the Lord didn't tell you. You chose what you did. Or you did it because of the level of knowledge you had. But you can increase your level of knowledge and wisdom and you can make better choices. God didn't get you in debt. You got into debt because you made those choices. But God can get you out of it. Do you get what I'm saying? When you make other choices. Wisdom allows you to make correct choices. To create a, a, a richer and a satisfying life. You know that there are, many, there are many people that God will bring opportunity right in front of them like this. But they don't see it. Because they are not wise. They just miss the opportunity. They just miss it. That's what Paul... This is another one that is not there. Paul meant that in Ephesians 5... Go to Ephesians 5 and verse 17 there. That's what Paul was talking about there. You understand? You... you it's, it's your, life, your life right now is not the perfect will of God. Our life is not always the perfect will of God. Do you get what I'm saying? We can believe in the permissive will of God. Just as you say, I want a king, I want a king. God says, okay, have your king. You can believe in the permissive will of God. So don't, don't, religio- don't make it religious and say, oh, yeah, yeah, everything that's happening to me right now is because the Lord brought me here. 
No, it's not just because the Lord brought you here. Because you made certain choices. That's why you are here. You make some wise, wise choices, you are closer to the will of God. You make some foolish choices, you are farther away from God's perfect will. Read verse 15. Everybody wants to go. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. But like those who are what? So in other words, the way you live matters. You can, this is, this is talking to Christians here. You can live like fools as a Christian. As a Christian. But he said live like those what? Those who are wise. Why? What will make, everybody wants to go, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly. But understand what the Lord wants you to do. In other words, don't just do things because that is what is there. Oh yeah, not all that glitters is gold. Don't just make decisions because of availability. Know what the Lord wants you to do. You are not supposed to live everywhere. You are not supposed to marry everybody. You are not supposed to get every job. You are not supposed to do everything. You are not supposed to take every option. There is a particular option. There is a particular way. There is a particular place. There is a particular... Some particular relationship that God has ordained for you for the season. You have to be sensitive enough to know what those things are, and no matter the condition, you stay there and learn and do whatever, and then other things will start coming from it. People options de- de- destroy people. Options. That's what destroy uh, what lot. Option destroyed them. It was with Abraham, and it was prospering. It was prospering. It was prospering. Then it became prosperous, and he says, "Oh yeah, they start fighting." And Abraham said, okay, no, let's not fight, choose. And then he looked and looked, oh, who's the best one? And he chose Sodom and Gomorrah. Very important. Be very careful. Option is not equivalent to wisdom. Always find out what the Lord wants you to do. Always find out what the Lord wants you to do. Always find out where you're supposed to be. You know, that's what wisdom is. Oh, wow, I'm preaching this man. <laughs> <laughs> G, the, the final one. It is the key to working wa- successfully with people. People are difficult. Yeah, people, they are difficult. Amen. Yeah. If you have never been, I mean, if you, <laughs> I mean, your life can be very easy until you are with people. Now, people will make your life easier, but they will make your life hard. So. There are some people that make your life easy, some people make your heart, life hard. People are difficult. But we have to work with people, right? We have to work with people. Let's, let's read together there. One, two, let's go. Leave. Come on, read it, everybody. Let me check my time. Time check. I have the right response to everything. So he said, live wisely among those who are not believers. That's even unbelievers, right? You need a le- certain level of wisdom with them. In example, even believers, you need wisdom with them. Then he says in um, Matthew 10, 16, one, two, let's go. Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be what? A serpent and innocent. So listen, there is a wisdom that is required to work with people in this world. And God will grant you that wisdom. Do you get what I'm saying? There, you, see, you don't deal with people in the same way. Do you get what I'm saying? Like you don't deal with people in the same way. They say there's a particular way that I'm supposed to deal with her. Do you understand that? And then there's a way I'm supposed to deal with her. And the way I'm supposed to deal with her. 
you understand? Because of age, because of different things, because of different factors, because people are unique. Do you get what I'm saying? They're different. They're different when you need to deal with people wisely. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes when I see somebody, do you get what I'm saying? When I see someone who is a, maybe is a mentor and all, there's a way I deal with the person. In a sense, different. There are some things that are common to you. You love everybody, right? You honor everybody. But there are certain posture you must have for different relationships that makes you to maximize life. Don't just be thoughtless and just, everybody, everybody. No, there's a wisdom that is required on how you deal with people. Uniquely. You make your life easier. You make your life better. So, now this is going beyond the realm of knowledge. This is practical stuff. Practical life. And that's what makes your life the way it's supposed to be. So let's, find, let's finish by talking about how to get wisdom. How do we get wisdom? How many of you would like to grow in wisdom? Come on, let me see. You already know what it can do, right? But we've got to grow in it. How do we grow in it? So listen, this is very, this is, this is key. First thing you've got to understand is that there are two types of wisdom. According to James, in James chapter 3, there are two types of wisdom. There's wisdom that is from, up, from below, that is earthly. But there's wisdom that comes from above. So there's, there's worldly wisdom. Wisdom that is from, you know, I mean, streetwise. It can be streetwise. It can, you know, that can help you to a point, right? But what we're talking about right now is wisdom from above. Now, this wisdom from above only comes from God. Let's read, let's read Proverbs 2, verse uh, 6 together. One, two, let's go. For the Lord grants wisdom. Mouth comes from knowledge and understanding. It's a grant from God. Do you get what I'm saying? No, it's a, I'm applying for a grant for my organization. God may give me a grant, right? Wisdom is a grant from God. So that's why you pray, God, grant me <laughs> wisdom. It's a grant. Wisdom is a grant from God. So how do you procure this grant? Okay, let's go. How do you get a grant? I wanted to share, any, I mean, you guys can watch more of the broadcast we did, I think, this last Friday, because we, we delved into that a lot. We, Solomon showed, shows us, very, the story of Solomon, right, shows us how to obtain wisdom from God. So we're going to be looking at his story very quickly. You know, Solomon, God gave him so much wisdom. Do you understand what I'm saying? That it affected so many in his life and every other thing. Wisdom. Yeah. So lost it yep because he lost this thing i'm going to talk about what he lost see the key thing the first thing when it comes to wisdom is the reverential worship of god the reverential worship of god yeah the reverential worship of god yeah i'm not right yeah the reverential worship of god so god is the source of wisdom Guys, he gives wisdom to those who honor him, those who reverence him. There's a connection. There was something we said. Worshippers walk in wisdom. WWW. Worshippers what? Walk in wisdom. You notice in the Bible that whenever people are faced with an issue, that they don't know what to do, they will go to God and just be worshiping him. Daniel is an example. We cannot interpret the dream, but Lord, you are the one that can interpret this dream. Joseph and all that, and God will give them wisdom. There's a connection between worship and wisdom. 
a, a lifestyle that honors God, that seeks Him, that worships Him, will open you up to the flow of wisdom. Now, wisdom has been gathered to us in Christ. We're talking about how you can tap into it and walk in it. Do you get what I'm saying? To the reverential worship of God. Look at what Solomon, who got wisdom from God. Look at what he said about that. Um, one, two, let's go. Proverbs 9, 10. Fear, fear of the Lord is what? It's the foundation of wisdom. Of the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The reverential fear of the Lord is the beginning, is the source, is the fountain of wisdom. So when talking about worshiping and living a life committed to God, Lord, I give you my life, I give you my soul, you know, I live for you alone, and all that opens you up to start receiving that wisdom that we're talking about. Look at how Solomon got God is in First Kings three three four. Everybody, let's read together. Solomon loved the Lord and followed the decrees of his father David, except that Solomon too offered sacrifices and burned incense in the local places of what? The most one of these places of worship was at Gibeon. So the king went there and sacrificed one thousand burnt offerings. Now you guys don't know what that means now. This guy, so the, the way God was worshipped then, do you get what I'm saying? Yes, through sacrifices. Through, do you get what I'm saying? That's the way he's, he's worshipped. So Solomon goes there. This was a young man who just became a king, right? Young man who just became a king. And he loved God so much. He loved God so much that he's like, you know what, I'm going to worship God. Then he went to that place of worship and he said, give me, I bring 1,000. So they killed the first one, the second one. The hundred one, the two hundred one, the five hundred one, and they keep that's what is called extravagant worship. It's extravagant worship. <laughs> yeah, that means that if your life in a sense becomes a life of continual worship, let this year be a year of worship. Let in your house, everywhere, fill the place with music in your car, but let your remember you worship in spirit and in truth. Uh, talk about you know make sure that it's not just you're not just listening to stuff the words actually have meaning make sure that your life is that just keep doing it wisdom will start to flow that's the beginning of wisdom let me give somebody a clue if you are if you are faced with a situation right now that you don't know what to do you know what to do just get into worship <laughs> just worship extravagantly the answer will come Yes, you will know what to do. Yeah, when you're looking for something, you, too, you will know what to do. Wisdom will just flow. You will know what to do. Acts 13 verse 2. You'll see it in the New Testament too. There was a, this was the church. The church of Jesus Christ was supposed to take a major step, a major step to go and reach the Gentiles. But in Antioch, there was revival going on in there, right? But look at what they were doing. Everybody see, they said one day, verse 2, look at it. Let's read together one day. One day. As these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work that we have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, they laid their hands on them and sent them on there. That was the first missionary journey of Paul ever. Yes. That was his first missionary journey. Paul. This was this was the beginning of it's a poor first mission journey. That, this is the beginning of uh, writing letter to the Galatians, to the Corinthians, to the whatever. It started from worship. 
So what journey is ahead of you that's supposed to begin in worship? Peter, is it Africa? Uh, is it, you know, what God has... What I'm saying is that what purpose journey is ahead of you now that begins, that you are supposed to begin in the place of worship? You get it? Worship. This thing, this thing transformed even us. All this First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, Galatians, all that we are reading, it started from this place of worship. Worship is powerful. But what happened was that they got wisdom. The Holy Spirit what? Strength. So they got wisdom on what to do. Because they could have kept Paul and Barnabas there, you know, teaching and whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're right? But they, they got wisdom. And they knew that these people were supposed to go. Otherwise, there won't be 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians or Galatians or Philippians or Colossians. What is ahead of you right now that the instruction is going to come in the place of worship? So the reverential fear of God, okay? Gratitude. Let's do it very fast because of our time. Gratitude. The next one is gratitude. Be gratitude. So we're looking at how Solomon got wisdom. What he did, gratitude. What do I mean by gratitude? For you to walk in wisdom, thank God. Everybody, listen carefully. Thank God for all the other manifestation of God's wisdom, God's wisdom that you have seen. Do you get it? Just look around your life. Look behind you, like, and just thank God for the manifestations of of wisdom that you have received thus far. Do you get it? Oh, wow, Lord, I thank you for your wisdom. I, I, was, I wasn't married, you know, but through your wisdom, it happened, right? Just give God praise for that. Oh, God, we, we never, I, I, what do you call it? I didn't have a job, right? But your wisdom brought me here. Do you get what I'm saying? Lord, I thank you for that. Are you following? Thank God. So far. Look at what, let's read how Solomon did. You want to, let's go on that gratitude. Solomon. So, so listen, let me tell you what happened was that after he did the burnt offering and whatever, in the dream at night, God appeared to him and said, ask me anything and I will give it to you. After the worship, he said, ask me for anything and I will give it to you. And this is how Solomon replied. Let's rewind to go. Solomon replied, you showed me great and faithful love to your father and my father, David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you have continued to show this great and faithful love to him today by giving him your son to sit on it. So he's saying, Lord, Lord, I'm sitting on this throne right now because of your faithfulness. Amen. Guys, you are here right now because of his faithfulness. (laughs) It's because he's moving. That's what I mean. We are here now because of God's faithfulness. You are on that job, you are in that school, you are. Because of his faithfulness. That's why you have it. You are married. You are, I mean, you are single and alive because of his faithfulness. Do you get what I'm saying? Some people have died. They can't even get married. Even if they have to of getting married, they can't even. You know what I'm saying? Right? It's because of his faithfulness. So, you know. Exactly. That's faithfulness. Because some people are married to the wrong person. They are in hell. Miserable. Amen. So what we're saying is that no matter where you are in life, just no matter what you even need, be like Solomon. Just thank God for the manifestation. Be grateful. Gratitude releases wisdom. You know? 
there's a proverb from my native language that the child that knows how to say thank you will receive more. <laughs> see, humility, humility. You see, oh my God, there's one thing that God resists, according to the Bible, pride. Say, so God resists the proud, and he, but he gives grace to the humble. In fact, you see, you see when, you are, when you are proud, you won't even ask. You know the way, like, we don't know the way we're going. We're already lost. Man, we're already lost. But we don't want to ask anybody for directions. You can't ask for help. Just <laughs> you don't want to ask your wife. Wait, I know where I'm going. Right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I'm going. You check it the map. Just ask somebody, you know. <laughs> That's the way some of us live our lives. We're too proud to ask. Yes. We're too proud to ask. Listen, guys, if I find myself doing this, I'll go to God and say, God, you got to show. Is there something I'm missing? Show me. Is there somebody, is there a book I need to read? Is there something that I don't know? Show me. And wherever it is, I'll go get it. But if you are proud, ah, I can't fix it. I can't, I can't fix it. One year, two years, I can't fix it. <laughs> Three years, I can't fix it. And it's getting worse. Humility. 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 Look at, how, look at how Solomon did it. Now, oh Lord my God, you have made me king instead of my father, David. But I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous that cannot be. I am a little child who doesn't know his way around. Say that after me, everybody. Say, I am like a little child. Say, Lord, I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. Guys, I don't know my way around. I don't know my way around. You know, I was joking with one of my friends, you know, we're here. You know, I told you I met with two pastors. So I, was, you know, I, was, I, I, just, I was joking. I was, you know, we're, we're having fun, just having fun. So, so I was telling, um, I was telling Pastor Gullen, I said, Scott, this guy Scott. So Scott and I meet regularly, regularly. We share a lot of things. So, so I, I was saying, I said, this guy is caught that I respect him so much. I said, when God said, come to the, to the north side, that's the person God said, call. And I told him, I said, I'd like to see you. If, 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 so we met up in Evanston at uh, my co-working space, then office. We met there. He came over. And he told me everything. In fact, I was drawing the cross streets because I had no idea. Clark and whatever, what is it? He was, you know, he was drawing everything. Okay, there's a Walgreens here. There's this and that here. And then this is what has happened here. And this is what is happening here and all that. We sat down for hours. And he was explaining everything to me. Okay, this one, these pastors are doing this. This one are doing that. This one are doing that. And regularly we still check him, right? So there are some things I guide him through. There's some things that he guides me through. I just sat down with him. I said, okay, well, tell me what, what venues are available. The guy knows everything in this place. Okay, I said, you know, that one there, you know, except we can do something about that one. But there's, you know, that one over there, there's this issue that's going. You don't even want to go into that one. Because, you know, he knows everything because he has lived here for 30 years or more. He just freely shares. Do you get what I'm saying? But the question is that I could be doing all the research myself. But I could, we could sit down and talk. Do you get what I'm saying? Wisdom. So what I'm saying is that you've got to be humble. 
And you see, you will come to me like everything that is going on, whether financial, whether this he needs to do. He just believes that. I, he just believes that Pastor Lord has the answer to every financial problem. <laughs> he just believes. You had him talk one time. That. So there's a church that has this huge building. And I was walking through the building and I told the pastor, you've got to get Pastor Lord to come here because Pastor Lord would know what to do with this building. I said, they have this huge building. He said, you got to, you got to move, but Pastor Lord would know what to do with this building so that you can earn money from it. But, but, we, but we benefit that way. You understand? You ask. You, you know, you, do you get what I'm saying? You, you humble yourself. If you don't know it, you don't know it. You get what I'm saying? You don't know it, you don't know it. Then ask. All right, let's, let's wrap up because of our time. Yeah. I think we have two more. Are you ready? The next one is what now? Supplication. Everybody say supplication. Supplication. Let's read. So prayer. Ask. Always pray for wisdom. Always ask for wisdom. Let's read together. I want you to give me an understanding heart. That I can govern your people. I know the difference between right and wrong. Ever say the difference between what? It was between left and right. Amen. So know the difference. That's discernment because there's there's a way that seems right, but it's not the right way. To know the difference, wisdom is knowing the difference. Wisdom is knowing the difference. He's saying, God, show me how to know the difference. Let's go for what. Who by himself is able to govern these great people of yours? The Lord was pleased with Solomon that he had asked. Guys, God doesn't change. If he was pleased with something in the Old Testament, he's still pleased with it. Listen, he was pleased with the kind of prayer that Solomon prayed. God is still pleased with that kind of prayer. That's why Paul prayed that kind of prayer. He's still pleased with it. When you pray for wisdom, God is pleased with humility. God! We don't know what to do in this situation. Show us. Show teach us. He's pleased with that. And then God answered and said, Hey! <laughs> you know, I added that word to it, you know. Hey! Hey! Because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice, and you have not asked for long life of wealth or the death of your enemies, I will give you what you have asked for. But I'll, I'll give you a wise and understanding heart, such as no one else has had or ever will have. I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. Because he asked for wisdom, he, because God knew that because he, had, he knew what to choose, what to ask for, out of all the things that he could have asked for, God said, you, you got it. I'll give you wisdom. But of course, wisdom is going to produce every other thing. Amen. That's the treasure that keeps on yielding. Do you get what I'm saying? You go for wisdom. The final one is, of course, James 1.5. Rest you together. I want you to go. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. And he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. <laughs> you get it? He will say, why are you asking for wisdom in this situation? I thought you should be smarter than that. No. He will rebook you. He will give you the wisdom. The last one is faith. So this is where, this is where action, faith in action, faith, faith in action. Now this is where, you know, this. So, so when you pray, um, when you pray for wisdom regularly, right, you have to take actions of faith. You understand? Like somebody who has received wisdom. 
So some of those actions are some of the things I've been talking about. So look at what, look at the action of Solomon. Let's look at the action of Solomon. So after, let's want to go. Then Solomon woke up and realized that it had been a dream. He returned to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Covenant. Then he offered burnt offering and peace of it. It was more worship, right? Then what? He invited all his officers to a great banquet. He took certain action. Now that, you know, I, God gave me wisdom. I'm, you know, he said he would show me how to rule. Now you guys come, 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 right? So listen, you take actions. You understand? You pray this prayer regularly and you take action. What are some of the actions that you, uh, that you can take, right? You can seek guidance. Everyone say seek guidance. We already read Proverbs 24, 6. That's part of action. After you have prayed, then you start reading books or you start listening to something on YouTube or you call somebody. Do you get what I'm saying? You take action, right? Then the next one is you learn from other people. Some of you don't know that the wisdom of Jesus came, the wisdom of Jesus, while he was on the earth that we read about, did not just come because God just showed up on him and said, hey, I'll give you wisdom. He had to learn some of it. Look at it. Look. 2, 5, 45 to 47. Let's, let's read. Let's want to go. When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding. He was asking questions. Asking questions. Sitting. You place yourself in places where wisdom flows. He went for a conference. That's what I went for a, a conference, and it was learning. When I, when I first came to Chicago and I started pastoring on the south side, there was so many things that was a blood to me. And I was on a retreat praying, and God said, go to Moody Bible Institute, and you will learn about the city. And I went to Moody Bible Institute, and I got there. That was when, right there, one of the first person that I, people that I met was Dr. Fielder. And God said, that's going to be your mentor for this city. The man took me at Moody, began to take me around the entire city. This ministry, this is south, this is this, this is how. That was how my understanding of the city came. Do you get what I'm saying? Because if you don't understand it, you cannot operate at that level. You understand? Things that we began to do, that had to do with the entire city. Uh, work with Moody, it came from that understanding. And up till today, we still work. That's why we never joke with giving to him. Every month, we, we sow into his life. Because many of the things that we're doing right now came from that knowledge and from that fountain. Took me around everywhere. Introduced me to all kinds of preachers, ministers, everyone. Came to City Light. I mean, just so many things. My eyes just open. Do you get what I'm saying? It was through that. Do you get what I'm saying? It was through that relationship. You go to places where wisdom can be passed, can come to you. You go, go, whatever issue you are facing, go for it. Go for marriage conference. Go for, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? Uh, work conferences, educational conferences, leadership conferences. Get into trainings. Get into all this stuff. Do you get what I'm saying? You will get, somewhere, while you are listening, something will come to you. And later people will say, wow, look at his wisdom. That's what Jesus did. With our example. He learned. You go for it where it is. Can I get an amen now? The final one, Proverbs 13, verse 22. Let's shout it one loud, one go. Walk with the... Come on, everybody. I want you all to read it. Walk with the wise and the wise. Come on. <laughs> if you walk with the wise, you'll be wise. <laughs> if you are sitting with fools, you get in trouble. Look for wise people. 
Do you know what I do? Whenever, when I get anywhere, I'm looking for the manifestation of wisdom. You know, when I came around this area, I was looking for wisdom. There's a wisdom. Where is wisdom being manifested? And that's where I gravitate towards. Because I want to hear, I want to see how they are doing it. And then I start listening to their messages or whatever, because there's something, there's a wisdom that they have received. Look for wisdom. Look for wisdom. For example, a lot of people talk about vineyard church and all that. I'm like, man, oh God, I'm like planning church in Everston. Everston. Vineyard church has been here for like 50 or whatever year. The, I mean, there is a denomination with churches all over the United States, but they've been in this location. A lot of people have been in there. I said, I've got to sit with the pastor. When you get anywhere, look for the wells that are there. Everybody say, well, there are wells everywhere. Go to that well. A well is something that has provided something for that community for a long time. Sometimes some wells are dry, but they've done some things. You go there and learn. That's it. There's something that you're going to pick from it. Guys, I'm sharing some things that are beyond salmon for you guys. I'm sharing life, amen. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sharing life. These kind of things, I don't do it in church services. I do it when people are sitting around me and we're just talking. Do you get what I'm saying? But these are deep stuff. These are deep life stuff that will change your life forever. Yes, yes. ABC, acknowledge. Acknowledge. Know the high place of wisdom. B, boost. If I elevate wisdom in your life and pursue boost, in other words, start extolling wisdom. Raise it higher. Boost. Start extolling wisdom. And then cry out. Cry out. Pray and be on the hunt for wisdom unseasonally. So acknowledge it. Boost it. Put it in a high place and cry out for it. Pray for it. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Glow Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more contents from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.